This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Welcome to Code 49. I am your host, Tesh. We got my main man, Roman, here. Roman, what is your go-to Mexican food? Oof, uh, I would say Angelo's in downtown San Jose. Downtown San Jose. What do they got best, tacos, burritos, or what? They got this California burrito with this uh, with the orange sauce. It goes, goes great, goes great, man. Is that the one with the French fries in it? Yeah, yeah. It's a very California thing, I guess. It's a huge California thing. I'm born and raised in California. Fun fact, the burrito comes from California. It's not really a Mexican dish. It's a it California isn't a Mexican dish. thing. Yeah, it's more of an American thing. But we have the start of free agency. I guess they call it the tampering period, right? Yeah. I and mean, the this Niners. is the action we're going to get until the draft and then eventually pre- the preseason. Right. But I think it kicked off with a bang where there's a lot of signings, a lot of people moving. Uh, I think one thing's evident is the players are in for a rude awakening and thinking that they're going to get a payday, which they're not. You see a lot of guys signing for a one-year or two-year deal. Uh, try to get a max contract out of that and then trying to come back when the cap uh, is higher. And I think one is Trent Williams. I think Trent Williams is trying to see what his market is, but Trent Williams, not his fault, but it was a wrong year to be a free agent. And yeah. I don't think, I think the Niners gave Trent Williams a good qualifying offer. I don't think anybody's matching that. What do you think about that? I feel like for them, it's a leverage thing. Like, Okay, well, okay, you guys didn't sign me when I we could have me for a little bit cheaper when they if they would have signed him in week 17 around that ballpark. And right. I think, um, okay, okay, he said, guys didn't sign me now. I'm gonna test out free agency, I'm gonna hear out other offers and use that as leverage. And I believe the Chiefs talked to him too, if I saw the rumors correctly, right? So basically, it's for him, it's just getting leverage and trying to get his last big contract because this is this is going to be his last big contract. So whoever he plays for these next three years, is he's going to retire with that team. Yeah, I think Chiefs signing Joe Tooney, am I pronouncing his name right? The guard. Yeah, yeah so I think that's the money that they kind of allocated for free agency linemen. I don't think that they're got to offer that intrigues Trent Williams. The one is the Indianapolis Colts. And besides being a, a 49ers fan, I just – I mean, it'd be really interesting to see Trent Williams and Quentin Nelson on the that same line. And then they got that rookie uh, running back from Wisconsin. What's his name? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, yeah. I'm about, think... to, uh, I'm about to do a Game Breakers whole article on him eventually. Stick to him right. Shout out to the Game Breakers. We're not doing it right now, but uh, Roman got a whole one, two, three, four, five, six, six and a half page article on josh fields um all right justin what was what's the full name justin fields justin fields. justin fields justin fields on justin fields and uh we'll, we'll break it down uh we're we're planning on doing it this week but free agent hit with a bang and so the guy that everybody's glad that's back is use check uh what does use check bring to the offense and why is it so important that we bring him back i think it's his ability to uh, i mean the running game he's our lead blocker 
uh, all those stretch pull the poles, getting out to the perimeter of the screen game and being just good enough as a vertical threat, you know, and really just playing all around over the offense. He's a valuable part. And they got him at a good price. I mean, his contract is like uh, 10 million guaranteed for five years. They can get out of it really quickly. He knows the offense. And I think they got him at a good price too. Right. I don't think the 49ers call him a fullback. They call him an offensive, offensive weapon. weapon offensive right. weapon. Offensive he's weapon. Yeah. So, but he's definitely – he could play slot for you. He could play tight end for you. He could play fullback for you. And he could play running back. And I bet you he could play wildcat quarterback. So, he's making, uh, I think, five mil per year. But his contract is very backloaded. How much is, is he making? Very How and much so is he making? We're paying two million for the first two years. Right. Not Which is far. a steal. As an absolute steal. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And, and people are saying, well, his contract is backloaded, but we don't have anybody on the dang cap like two or three years from now. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's room that we can play with where it gave us enough room. And then like you're kind of seeing like little rumors going around that the Niners are in for uh, Juju, which. Yeah, they have so much more flexibility this year. And I think that might be one of the biggest reasons uh, – Trent Williams is signed yet. It's kind of like the guaranteed money up front. So I feel like it's going to be 20 million per year on average, but it could be 15, 22 next year and 23 next year, that like that. Right. Because obviously limited on cap space. But if we can get Trent for 15 million this year, like 22 next year and 23, that averages out to 20 million. Right. And then, and there's a bunch of one year deals going on there. And then the Niners had signed with Jason Verrett that had signed today. That was, yeah, he was. Yeah, that was also today. Long day, long day. We're recording this towards the end of the day. It almost feels like it was yesterday, but uh, they signed him for one year. Do you remember how much the money value was? It was $5.5 million guaranteed, and it's, uh, everything else is incentive-based after that. So it was really a win-win for them. There were teams offering him uh, multi-year deals, but he wanted to bet on himself. So right. I think 5.5 for uh, JV is, is an absolute steal. Right, no, exactly. And then if he has a great year – He'll get paid more, which he deserves, right? And 100%. it's like, okay, like I know that his history is like an injury history, but if he can stay healthy for us again and have the same type of production, uh, I think this team will be a a Super Bowl caliber defense because the Niners has paired up a D end. Don't ask me how to pronounce his name. I forgot how to pronounce his Samson name. Samson Ebucon. Sam, Sam, Samson Ebucon. What can you tell me about him? Honestly – I had to look him up to uh, see what he was all about. The one thing that I loved about him is he never missed a start in four years, which is great. But what, what else? What else is there for him? Well, let me look at his, let me uh, let me get the exact numbers on his four, uh, his combine because he is a speed rusher, and so he's gonna play that D Ford role for us, which is gonna be huge. Uh, opposite of Nick Bosa, I mean, he's roughly 40 yard dash, one point five three split. So this dude can fire out of there he's a smooth athlete he's going to be that speed guy off the edge uh, so right. he's going to play that deep board role and that's really going to fix our our defensive issues because we got multiple guys Bosa, Bosa, Kinlaw and Armstead who can push the pocket very well there's just no closer there and so he's going to bring that closer at a really cheap price right no, exactly and it's, and it's he's a... going to outperform his contract big time especially okay. working with those three well that'd be huge and especially uh, the Niners are trying to play some type of defensive end rotation in there, as you can see with the guys that they're bringing in. Is there any hope of us getting Hassan Reddick? 
I don't think I don't think so because Hassan Reddick is a similar player to Ebicom in terms of being a speed rusher. Right. So I feel like at a much cheaper price, uh, this guy is going to be the fix uh, as a situational pass rusher guy. Base downs, we have Ark Armstead playing at the edge, and we have great depth in the in interior D line. Right. So we're going to see Ark Armstead playing in the middle of the uh, the defensive line a lot more, and that's going to be great. And we got to chase around Kyler Murray. Uh, I'm ho- hopefully not Russell Wilson, but if he doesn't move, Russell Wilson. So that's four games a year we have to chase around mobile quarterbacks, and we need that speed guy to make to make him pay. Definitely, definitely. So we're talking about DNs. What did the Niners do with D Force contract today? So they restructured him basically. Okay, so let me look up. Let me look up his uh, cap. Let me look up his current detail right now. Uh, D Force contract. All right, so basically, uh, assuming he was fully healthy, uh, he would be make he would have a cap hit of 20, 20 million this year, basically. And so they restructured him to, I believe, a two year, two million dollar contract, a twenty four million dollar contract. Sorry, yeah, twenty four. Yeah, I was gonna say two year, two. Million. No, 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 no. And so he had a guarantee. So he has a injury clause on his contract. So the Niners can't cut him if he can't pass the physical, and there's no guarantee he will be ready for week one. And they have to cut him before uh, April 1st in order to get uh, get that. Otherwise, his salary becomes fully guaranteed. So what I think they did is um, they converted that restructure, the fully guaranteed money, to uh, that money he fully guarantees. So his cap hit won't be $20 million this year. So it'll be $12 million to the course of two years. So, I mean, he, he didn't have to do that. Right. So I think that was a great move uh, from D Ford, uh, his generosity from him and um, – Great move by Parag to be able to work out a deal right there to save some cap room this year. I saw a tweet today that Parag should have a statue. He after that, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I I hate him for the Buckner move, but I mean he's he's doing some work right now. Um. Okay. So just to make it clear, how much was he gonna? How much before he restructured his contract was the injury clause worth? He was gonna get uh eleven point six million. Okay. injury guaranteed so this is assume, assuming he never plays a snap for us this right. year he would get that money and uh he, there would still be a 20 million cap pit for a guy who's not going to play a single snap so he's still going to get the 11-6 if he doesn't play yeah. but there'll be less of a cap hit yeah 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 okay what, what's the cap hit now uh the details are still being worked out on it okay. uh, we'll probably tomorrow uh, on that but okay. it's going to be a lot less which is a great thing for us especially in a tight cap year Right, so it sucks that we have to pay him even if he doesn't play a snap, but it's a lot better. So it was kind of like a lose-lose situation, but so either either the Niners know he's not gonna play, or D Ford is baking that he is gonna play, and so I don't know if I'm a half glass full type of guy in thinking this, where maybe D Ford could have some type of comeback season. Do you see that or no? Hey man, if he plays, whatever we get is money in the bank. Okay. <laughs> Whatever right. we get is like what we get from him, and right. I'm I'm under the assumption that all these injury prone guys. Uh, I love Jalen Hurd, and I hate saying this. Jalen Hurd, D Ford, all these guys. Whatever. I'm assuming uh, they won't play a down until I actually see them play it down. Because right, or you gotta you gotta prove me wrong, right? Yeah, gotta prove me wrong until I stay healthy. I mean, what's your your best availability? Your best avail your best ability is the availability. Right, and Jason Verrett was definitely on that boat, right? He was, and that worked out yeah. for him this year. And I'm praying. I mean. For, um, the, uh, I think it's really – I'm super half, last half full for uh, Jalen Hurd. 
because right. he played running back in the SEC. And I, for a dude who was worried about concussions, he's had two years off of football. So I think this is kind of like a blessing in disguise for him. I think we touched on everybody, right, for the 49ers who we signed so far? Yeah. Uh, um. So what about Kendrick Bourne and getting his payday? What do you think about that? Um. I mean, great locker room guy, but we did not have the money to pay that. And even if – I think we can replace him in the draft. I mean, point blank. Right. Do you think Emmanuel Sanders will sign for less than what Kendrick Bourne signed with the Patriots? Most definitely, because he's at the wrong end of 30. and Definitely. So, now now that you think about it, our veteran in, in the wide receiver locker room is Debo Samuel, which I think Brandon Ayuk played more games than Debo has. So, you got oh, Debo was... and Ayuk as a veterans in the locker room. And I was talking to my buddy, uh, Giovanni, about this earlier, where Juszczyk um, was on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast, and he was talking about how uh, Ayuk wants like a veteran presence in the locker room, uh, at, at the wide receiver room, especially. And why not so, he knows the offense. And huh? look at the way, why not you, uh, my boy, Manuel Sanders? Look at the way Debo took off after right. that trade. Right. So, I mean, definitely where Ayuk and Debo would definitely be the starters with Emmanuel Sanders coming in and three wide receiver sets and all that, and that, all that kind of good stuff. And he stays healthy and he stays on the field. I think Emmanuel Sanders is definitely a guy that the Niners need to get. And I know Juju Smith is a sexy name and he's intriguing and 49ers Twitter is kind of a little blowing up about it, but I much rather have Emmanuel Sanders over Juju Smith. I mean, uh, obviously with Juju Smith, if he gets under 10 million, yeah, a hundred percent knock it out of the park. Beautiful signing. Uh, Prague gets a statue outside of Levi Stadium. <laughs> you have two statues. <laughs> two statues, man. Uh, but honest to God, the one underrated name would be Curtis Samuel. I would rather have him at that slot because he plays that Debo role, and he's kind of like the insurance piece if Debo does go down. Definitely mm-hmm. a guy that I thought would have a payday. Maybe the wide receiver, maybe just because nobody has a cap room, but maybe the wide receiver with the last year's draft is turning into like the running back draft where you don't overpay for a veteran wide receiver and you just try to draft a wide receiver now. I think that's where the NFL is trying to go with because – other than Aguilar and, and Kendrick Bourne getting signed by the Patriots, I don't think anybody else has been signed today. Uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Oh, Corey Davis. Okay, where do you go? To the Jets. To the Jets. My boy, Salah. Ah, uh, well, that's the other guy. The OC, what's his name? I forgot it. OC, uh, my, my, uh, Michael Fleur. Yeah. My, yeah. Michael Fleur. Michael Fleur, yeah. Before, yeah. So he's, he's got uh, his boy Davis over there. He's a big body type of receiver, right? Yeah, he's not. He was a fifth overall pick in the draft for a reason. And he, he was coming up this year uh, with Ryan Tannehill, and he's a good wide receiver. Who is there other than Emmanuel Sanders or uh, that you want the Niners to target? Is there? I really like Curtis Samuel. He's a 4 Curtis 3 Samuel. guy. He can play that running back role. He can play in the slot. He had eight, he's, a really, he's a guy who can outperform his contract. And, I mean, him and Debo and Ayuk running around the field, he's another Yak guy. So those three – and he's a 4-3 guy too. So he had those three running around the field. That's gonna be pain, pain the pain the ass for defense to stop. What would you offer him right now, though? Ooh, I would give him around ten million a year. I would give him like a thirty million dollar contract. That's what. See, that's what I think he was gonna get. And if we can pull that off, that'd be really, really well for us. And then you had said something in our pre-show where if we're hunting, if we're big game hunting for wide receivers, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna stay on the roster? I mean, so here's the thing. Um, 
the reason why I'm saying that is like why why are we tied to guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who's whether you like the guy or not, he's gonna get a pretty decent sized payday. So maybe that's uh, money. The Niners that's money in the Niners know in the back of their head they have in their in their back pocket that other teams don't know. If you know what I mean, right? Right. right. So they I mean maybe they know they okay we're gonna have an extra twenty five million in the draft, uh, whatever whatever cap hit he's gonna take. They have the extra twenty million, so they can be aggressive getting these big ticket names like a Juju Smith-Schuster or like a um, uh, Curtis Samuel. Right. Well, I'm still holding out hope that Trent Williams comes back, and Curtis Samuel is definitely a guy that if if you get him in this offense with this with this play caller, perfect fit. I, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, you'd have not only that he's Debo Samuel insurance just in case he goes down or Ayuk insurance. So you'd have you'd have five guys on the field at one time that could carry the ball. You know what I mean? So imagine if you get a mobile quarterback, there's six guys. <laughs> and well, then that's that's you a field, you have six guys who can run a four or five at your skill position group. Good luck. Good luck stopping that. Yeah, I mean, man, that'd be. I mean, now I'm just thinking about it. And then you know, I already hinted at your article is well written we'll definitely go into that but uh in a different podcast but a guy like fields being athletic and uh and fields being a sub four five guy i think he's a four four guy yeah oh man they have four four when's his pro day uh, end of the month i believe it's one night 29 i think okay and my boy Kellen mond yeah well i think so i think it's on the same day i think it's on the same day everybody everybody's high on Kellen mond and i just want to say i was the first one but i still wouldn't draft him first though I would try. I would take him in the second. I wouldn't even take him in the second. Oh come on! He's a good. He's a good. He's better than Trask. He's I would better. take him. I would take him with my compensation pick in the third, but I wouldn't do the second. Uh, I don't think he would be there. You don't think so? I don't think he would be there. Well then, shoot! I wouldn't even draft a quarterback this year. Then I say at least you have to address it. I mean, I think Kellen Mond is the guy. I mean, what he reminds me. Okay, we'll get into this right now. Might as well. Uh, <laughs> so here's my my take on Kellen Mond. Um, he's not sexy, but he's playing the pro style offense. I mean, obviously Chris Sims hyped him up. Right. He talked about uh, taking him at twelve. I mean, he said some wild stuff in that podcast. For example, Trey Lance is in the first round pick. I wouldn't take him in the first round. And he he said said that about Trey Lance. Yes. You wouldn't take him in the first round. He I don't know. He said he doesn't expect him to be taken in the first round. He's smoking crack. Just he's smoking crack on that. <laughs> I, I, I don't, um, uh, but his quarterback evaluations are on point. He had very yeah. valid points about all of them. Right. I don't agree with the whole um, Trey Lance. Uh, I he's I, I think he said he doesn't expect Trey Lance to be in the first round. And I don't know. He's going in the top five. I think Atlanta's taking a quarterback, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance, to sit behind Matt Ryan. Yeah. No. I can definitely. Yeah. I definitely see Atlanta taking quarterback. There's no way that Trey Lance falls past 12. If, if Trey Lance is there at 12, I guarantee the Niners will take him. Niners but take him. I think Denver's going to take a quarterback. I think Atlanta's going to take a quarterback. Carolina I'm sure Jacksonville's going to take a quarterback, and I'm sure the Jets are going to take a quarterback. Carolina as well. And Carolina – yeah, and Carolina as well. So there's that's five teams before the Niners who's going to take quarterbacks. So that leaves us like Mac Jones, and I'd die if we drafted Mac Jones at 12. Oh, why not? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't want to mind him either. I mean, at this point, he can do everything Jimmy can do at a cheaper price. It's a horizontal move, and he throws a deep ball too. But we got more needs. Like, I want to draft another corner. I want Jason I like Horn. Kitts. 
I like Kyle Pitts in this offense, man. Well, say- look, there you go. Kyle Pitts in this offense would be great too. But then, then if you get Kyle Pitts, you need to keep James Garoppolo on his feet. But now we're getting to a wormhole, and we'll we'll address the draft. We'll have a different podcast. Yeah, well, that's a whole other podcast, man. But we can talk about that for so now. Like, we got our, so this is Monday night. We got our fingers crossed for Curtis Samuel and uh, Trent Williams. Anybody else you like to see out there? Oof, um, safety. We need to get a safety. I think we address that in the draft. Okay. Um, and I think uh, so. Right now, I think I like t- uh, Tav more at free safety and putting Jimmy Ward at strong. I'm comfortable with that starting lineup going to Week One. Right. And then uh, obviously uh, we have. Uh, Marcel Harris, um, and I think we do need to address safety sometime in the draft. Right. Uh, Andre Cisco is a name I like. Four three guy. Syracuse, right? Syracuse, yeah, I like yeah. Cisco. Yeah. No, and, definitely. Uh, if we do go, Kellen Mond the twelfth pick, according to Chris Sims. <laughs> uh, I like Greg Newsom. I like, <laughs> Newsom. I like oh, man. Newsom. dude. I would, I would have a complete meltdown if we drafted Kellen that high. No, I don't. I think in the second round is we'll get him the second round. Uh, but number twelve, I J.C. Horn's a great name. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a great guy. Slater. Um, okay, one thing I do want to address. Okay. Uh, okay, if we don't pay Trent Williams, right? Uh, Slater is a great prospect, and he is not. He doesn't have the. He is six three, around uh, three hundred. So if you think Mike McGlitchy is undersized <laughs> at right tackle, we don't need an undersized left tackle. How tall so, is McGlinchey? Uh, he's six. McGlinchey's six eight, but he's not, he weighed two, looked like he weighed like two seventy this year. Right, but six three and six eight—that's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. There's a reason why McGlinchey's playing tackle and he's not playing guard. Right, because of that length. I mean, Alex Boone is six eight, but that dude can move. He was a great pulling guard back right. in with Harbaugh, Harbaugh days. Uh, the, I think he has Slater has all pro potential as a guard or, or probably as a center. Mm-hmm. A day one all pro potential. Right. So. For you guys who are banking on, uh, okay, we'll draft Slater at 12. It's not that simple. I mean, at 6'3", the issue is uh, you have the arm length, which is going to be an issue. I mean, yeah, he had a really good uh, film against um, Chase Young, but Chase Young isn't the most refined, uh, polished rusher just yet. Right. Super and athletic, though. Super athletic, yeah. But a guy like Nick said Bosa, about Slater, too, though. Huh? That's the same could be said about Slater. Super athletic, but a little undersized. Little undersized, so that's why he's. That's why I think he's best suited as a guard or even a center. And he's strong, he's fast, he's agile. I think we do have a need at center, so I wouldn't count out Slater even if we do sign Trent Williams. Right. Bad in that line, so we would have Williams, uh, Lakin at left guard, Slater up in the middle. No, I mean definitely, definitely possibilities. And the way that the Niners have signed some of these guys, especially you check, it, it leaves us enough room to wiggle and to make things happen. So I'm very happy where we're standing after the first day of. We are, um, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, well, this is not even the first day of free agency, but we've, we've we're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I know there's a few tweets out there that it's not the sexiest pick, but I think the team is way better than it was yesterday. So. And I feel like we, to be hundred percent, like I want, I'm the skeptical, the skeptic in me. I don't think this is a Super Bowl year for us just yet because I think we're reloading. Right. And uh, I think we do take a rookie quarterback and Kyle Shanahan kind of knows we are kind of rebuilding this team. Right. We have a lot of free agents in the secondary, even next year. Uh, so we have to get younger in the secondary. And so this year is going to be a, really a year for him to find his quarterback and give him a year of experience. 
whether no. it may be fields, whether it may be someone as young and athletic. So, um, and that's going to be a big thing uh, moving forward. No, I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you. It's going to be interesting. So if the Niners do any big splashes, we'll do emergency pod. But after the first day, we both did an agreement that we love where the Niners are at right now. Yeah, it's um, a great situation. Hopefully we can sign Trent, and I think we will sign Trent. I'm pretty optimistic on that. A little short but sweet with our pod, but thanks for everybody for listening. And we will get back to you this later this week when we make some more moves. Yes, sir. Uh, Roman, where can they find you at? Game Breakers Analytics, Game, GB Analytics 24 on Twitter, and Jagdiv77 on my main page. Um, that's my personal account. Eh. So if you want to see some fuckery, I mean, that's kind of go. <laughs> yeah, my man. Warriors. My man, my man. Well, he, he, he got some interesting comments about the Warriors, but also on his uh, Game Breakers Twitter page. Guys, check out this article. We're going to break it down when things kind of die down a little bit in free agency in between the draft. Uh, he's got a whole breakdown of fields and where he feels like he'll succeed in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And it's an it's a interesting read. It's a little lengthy, but it's well worth it. And I'm surprised that this man is giving it for free. I've seen less quality articles that you got to pay like five bucks to get. But uh, he's got this one and then he's got another one coming out with Kellen Munn, right? Not as long, but you're going to got one coming out with Kellen Munn, right? Yep. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. So uh, in the meantime, read your article, do your homework. So when we talk about it, you know exactly what we're talking about. Thanks for everybody.